Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. First off, I have to apologize because I got the titles backwards on episode 20 and 21. I put it down to what I've been calling COVID brain. Last week's, I titled that episode, Knowing the Will of God, How to Discover, and had this week down as Obeying the Will of God, How It Is Done. And the obeying of God's will should have been last week's. So I have to go back and change that on the title, though I can't do it with the recording. So this week is actually knowing the will of God, how to discover. And we're going to look at the permissive will of God. Before going into this episode, my wife, Chris, after listening to episode 20, asked why I didn't give a more detailed account about the experience I went through when in the COVID ICU. I don't know why, but I hesitate trying to explain what happened on that spiritual level uh, because mainly it was something I've never experienced before. And since the event is too long to go into here, I recorded it as E21A Alpha and posted it for October 4th, 2021. And now let me get back on track with the focus of this episode Knowing the will of God, how to discover it. The key verses are first, Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In the second key verse, I'm going to read, which was also in last week's episode, it's Colossians 1, 9 and 1, 10. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. It is relatively easy to learn aspects of God's will through studying the scripture, wherever God says you shall. Also in the New Testament, Jesus talked about obeying his commands. An example is found in John 15, where Jesus said in verse 10, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And then in verse 12, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. But if we stop there with knowing the commands, even memorizing them, but don't apply them in our daily lives, what is the point? We need more than knowledge. We need that knowledge, of course, but it is knowledge applied that advances us in the Christian life. When we obey and apply God's expressed sovereign will to our lives consistently, then I think it's safe to say, and only then, does God more readily reveal his permissive will to us. But then, when we determine a course of action within the freedom to choose options, and become convinced it is what God intends for us as a good direction to act on, but we don't follow through, what do you think is a logical outcome for such indecision? You know, when we freeze up with fear and just drift along. Well, listen, to do nothing with a choice we know is right is still a decision. Here's a quote from an anonymous writer that I have on my wall. On the plains of hesitation bleach the bones of countless millions who on the threshold to victory sat down to wait, and waiting they died. The devotion focus is finding God's permissive will for our lives. The first thing that should come to mind 
is just what does it mean, God's permissive will? First off, I'm not going into all the theological arguments about every aspect and perception of what is meant by God's permissive will, or whether it even exists, for there are some who believe it does not. But for the sake of this devotion, I define God's permissive will as God allowing us the freedom to choose options within the Christian life. The condition being, we are obeying God to the best of our knowledge already. This means we're not living in known willful sin. And then the options, they are the choices we make when deciding where to work, live, to marry or not. And there are some who apply seeking God's will as to what kind of car to buy. And as it concerns our work or our calling, our occupation in life, I've read God isn't so much concerned with our occupation as much as he is with what we're occupied with. So here is a blessedly easy way I've used throughout my Christian life, even though I forget the pastor who wrote the book in which this method of making choices is taken. When trying to decide between choices available to me, I ask myself the following. Number one, is the choice prohibited in the Bible? If so, don't do it, period. You would think this goes without saying, but I've heard people dismiss the Bible prohibiting something like divorce for nothing more than convenience sake. They'll say something like, I know what the Bible says, but, and then give their excuse for disobeying God's word. Now listen, I'm not saying there's never grounds for divorce. I believe the Bible clearly teaches, Jesus teaches, that there are times when divorce is permissible. But that's not the point here. The point is obeying clearly defined portions of God's will. And I've witnessed this several times when people make excuses for why they're going to disobey God. And without fail, their choices turned out badly for them eventually. The second consideration when seeking God's permissive will is to ask yourself, will your choice hurt you or anyone else? If so, don't do it. This is especially important when children are involved. Moving to another part of the country or to another country may not hurt you, but may be devastating to a spouse or children. And if God is in your choice and your family resists it, give it to God in prayer and wait for God to move in the hearts and minds of your loved ones. Sometimes I will ask my wife for her thoughts and feelings when considering a major change. And sometimes, even though the choice involves something outside of her range of experiences, she will voice a concern I had not considered. This is called discernment given her by God in order to keep me from making a bad choice. Consideration number three, do I really want the option before me or am I giving in to pressure to obtain status? Like moving across the country isn't something I want to do, but the status or promotion or the lure of monetary compensation may tempt me to do something that if I'm honest with myself, I don't really want it. And so beware of making a decision based on fleeting rewards. The status will wear off with time. An increase of income will become normal, and eventually it won't be enough to satisfy the ever-increasing desires for more. Number four, am I capable? I may want to be president, but I'm not capable. I have felt incapable of being a supervisor before and almost turned down the opportunity for promotion 
but went through the promotional process and took the position. Even then, for weeks, I stressed with the new duties and responsibilities. But eventually, after reading a couple of good books on leadership, I came to the point I not only enjoyed the position, but thrived in it. And let me, as a side note here, I'll tell you something. That enjoyment came when I realized my job as a supervisor was to make my subordinates' jobs easier. This is servant leadership at its best. Number five, when I can answer in the positive, the above conditions, I go after the choice, all the while praying for God's leading, wisdom, and enablement. And I add number six as an afterthought because this one can be tricky. And that is having God's peace about a choice we intend to make. I've had times when God's peace was evident and other times when my spirit was so disturbed I knew not to follow through on an option available to me. But sometimes God is silent and these are the scary times. I believe when God is silent and the above conditions are met, God is allowing us to trust him in faith. And I'm not talking about presumption upon God masquerading as faith. You know what I mean, as in name it and claim it? Before I get to the summary, please allow me to share my experience when trying to decide whether to remarry or not. This was about 14 or 15 years ago, and I had been asking God for several weeks if I should marry again. You see, I had vowed a few years before to never marry again and take a chance on that kind of pain, the kind that comes with divorce. And now, considering marriage, there was a lot of fear. And while praying yet again for God's will in the matter, he spoke to my spirit with these words. If you choose to marry, I will bless you. If you stay single, I will bless you. And I said, Lord, I would rather you tell me what to do concerning this one. It's too important to get wrong. But the Lord came back with, love is a choice. So that was it. I had to choose. And now, nearly 14 years later, I've learned, of course, God was right, but I needed that knowledge, the knowledge that I must choose marriage because marriage can be tough. And let me say right here, the majority of problems that Chris and I have encountered through the years were my fault. And it was because I was still jacked up from the mistakes I made in the first marriage that had not been addressed. But I am working on them now. In summary, Finding God's permissive will involves first obeying his declared will in the Bible, and then God gives us great freedom of choice in life when we live in consistent obedience to his word. And we can rest knowing God, as a loving father, wants us to make right choices in life. He's there listening to our prayers for guidance, and his spirit is within us, guiding us. We must take time to be quiet before him in order to hear his still small voice. And so the action to consider, in order to practice this, the next time you have a relatively small decision to make and you're not sure about what is best, try running through the options in the six steps mentioned earlier. And then when the bigger options come, the practice you did will help out. Now next week's episode is Seeking God, Making Time for God's Wisdom and Guidance. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.